Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I have a very special guest on the podcast today, my wife, Wendy. Wendy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's very good. And a new book is coming out that you've written called Victorious Emotions. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But I wanted to just ask you a few questions because I'm sure those who are listening would just love to learn a little more about you. And why don't you just share a little bit of your journey in writing books? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always loved books, even as a child. I started reading early. It was just a passion of mine. always wanted to write books, but I didn't feel qualified until about 10 years ago, I started getting a crazy amount of prophetic words that I was supposed to write a book. So people would come up to you and say, I see you writing a book, or in meetings they'd mention that. Yes, it was starting to get old. <laughs> it seemed like it was the only prophetic word I was getting was I was supposed to write books. But I tried to tell God I can't write books because I've never done that before. <laughs> and he just said, well, that's where everybody starts. So you, you can't use, I've never done that before, as an excuse with God. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I, I love how you say that's where everybody starts, whether writing a book, whether getting up and speaking mm -hmm. in front of people. It, yes. 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 And I had to just believe in God's anointing. You know, that's how I started speaking also, is believing more in God's ability to anoint me than my ability to speak. And then I carried that over into writing, that I had to believe in God's anointing to write. And so that was really big. And then the other thing is I started making declarations. I started saying, I write books, I write books, and nothing happened for a couple of years. And I told God, this isn't working. And he said, well, change your declaration to, I'm an author. <laughs> and I thought, well, isn't that lying? Because in the dictionary, an author is someone who's actually written books. And God said, well, what do you call an apple tree before it's had apples? And I said, oh, we call it an apple tree because we don't call an apple tree an apple tree because it's had apples. We call it an apple tree because it was created to have apples. And so he began to tell me that being an author was something I was created to do. So he wasn't asking me to do something I couldn't do. He was asking me to do something I was created to do. Which really changed everything because one of the things we teach is that we cannot consistently do what we don't believe we are. That's right. So the identity belief of you not getting your beliefs out of your past experience, but getting your beliefs out of who God said you are, That's right. was key for you to get breakthrough to writing your first yes. book. And it worked. And your first book, Living from the Unseen, um, is a huge message in your life in living from the reality that we are more spirit than flesh. Now, we're not going to just, you want to say anything about that book before we talk about your new one? Uh, no, I just, you know, if people haven't read that, I think that explains who I am. It's about understanding that I have hope, not in the natural, but in the supernatural. And I think when people actually really believe that there's a supernatural realm at work around us, it increases our faith and our belief in what God's calling us to do. Such a great book, and we could certainly spend a lot of time on that, but we want to talk about your new book, uh, Victorious Emotions. Uh, what inspired you to write this book? 
Um, I think what inspired me to write it was one day I noticed that some people have a default emotion of joy. They may have moments or seasons where they may not be as happy as other seasons, but they always had this default where joy was their natural state of being. And I noticed that I would have happy moments, but it wasn't my default emotion. Wow. And so God began to talk to me about how much my life had changed with joy and hope through the, the process of declarations and, and creating new um, patterns for my brain. And so he started talking to me about that there are actually ways that we can help our brain become happier. So we can reset it so that we can have a joyful mindset so that our default is joy. That's so powerful. And, you know, declarations are a big part of what we do because faith comes by hearing and they believe something different. Mm -hmm. We have to hear something different. And I love how you, in the book, combine, you know, the biblical verses, the biblical and the science, some of the scientific things about strongholds and how strongholds yes. are developed. Yes. God actually created our brain to work for us. But we have to, you know, Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the reason he says that is because we actually have pathways in the brain, which you can also call strongholds. And so there's this whole principle that God actually created a way for us to actually create joyful, hopeful strongholds so we can have a happier life. So good. Hey, you also, um, you wrote a journal that goes along with the book. Why did you uh, also have write the journal? Well, because I didn't want people to think that this book was just something that you could read one day and then automatically you would be a happier person. The journal takes the five steps that we need to do for 30 or more days in a five row. Five steps, and that's in the book. And the five steps are in the book. But the journal was written so that you could actually keep track of your steps. and Because some people can't do five steps 30 straight days. So there's the option of just doing one step or two steps for 30 straight days. And then the next 30 do a different exercise for the brain. So it's a journal so that you can actually um, chart your progress, see what God's telling you. Um, I just think it'll, it makes it easier. Tremendous, because you want this book not just to be information, but just a, a way for people to connect with the Lord and go deep into it. And it sounds like the journal is going to really help do that. Yeah. There's a saying that you can't make a pathway through the forest by walking once through the forest. A pathway only gets developed by a repeated steps going through the forest the same way over and over again and that's exactly what the premise of this book is is that we want to actually create new pathways for the brain wow so good and the cover of your book has a picture of the moon on it how'd you decide on that cover and what does the moon represent to you uh, the moon kind of represents the pool that um that causes the waves of the ocean to hit shore. And so depending on the size of the moon and where it's positioned, depends on whether you're having a high tide or a low tide. Mm. And I felt like God said that just as the, the moon causes a high tide, 
just by being there, our strongholds create emotions. There's the pull of our um, strongholds that either pull in negative emotions or pull in positive emotions. And so to me, it kind of works in the same, um, the same way. So good. Can you share a story of one aha moment when you've experienced what you've experienced with the Lord on your own journey towards emotional victory? Ah, oh, there are so many, but probably one of the biggest ones was one morning I was I caught myself asking myself, "How do I feel today?" Hmm. And I thought, "Oh man, I've got a really busy day. This is going to be a tiring, overwhelming day." And I caught myself actually preparing for being overwhelmed and tired. And I heard God say, Wendy, asking how you feel today isn't the correct question. The first question that should come out of our mouth or in our thoughts in the morning is, what do I believe today? Because once we ask that question, it will actually transform our emotions for the day. You know, oh yes, I believe that I'm anointed wherever I go. I believe people accidentally get healed when I walk by. I believe that God is with me, that the supernatural flows out of me. And just thinking those thoughts creates a different emotional setup for my day. That's so powerful. And I know one of the things that you teach is that if you want a different emotion, believe something different. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, because I always thought that to look like a happy Christian, I just had to work up an emotion of being happy or joyful. And God said, he doesn't want us to work up an emotion. He said, it, your, your joy and happiness have to be based on a belief system, because whatever you believe will create an emotion. And so it's going after those subconscious belief systems that are robbing us of our joy. And what's the one quote you share that emotions don't validate? How does that go? Emotions don't validate truth. They just validate what you believe. There's a big difference there. And so the emo we tend to think, well, it feels so true. It must be true. When really your emotion is just a reflection of what you're actually believing. Tremendous, tremendous. Is there anything else you would like to add about this book in the journal? Anything? I just want to say thank you, Wendy, you know, so much for your diligence to set people free. You know, you've Isaiah 61 has been such a life yes. passage for you, the beginning few verses especially, and proclaiming liberty to the captives. And, yes. And, and I see that coming through in your writings, and I love how you share your own stories too, and that it is a process. And we, we know, yes. I know we say we don't live euphorically all the time. Our goal is just to make our low places higher and not stay as long. It is a right. journey for yeah. victory. Yes, and I really believe that for a lot of my life, I was in bondage to my emotions. So I realized one day reading Isaiah 61 that there's different kinds of prisoners or captives, and yeah. I was captivated by my emotions. And so I love sharing my journey. Um, I'm still not perfect with my emotions, but 
You would have to agree. I've come a long way. You, I would agree <laughs> with that as your husband, <laughs> knowing how far you've come, knowing that the principles that you teach are things that are working in your own life. And you're one of the most changed people that I've ever seen. You know, just you are actually the most changed person I've ever seen. And just where you came from being a shy, reserved uh, in field person who felt so inadequate to actually the confidence that you have in the spirit and in the Lord. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. So if people want to learn more about your ministry, they can go to windybackland.com and Facebook Wendy Backland as well. And there's we have our own ministry, Igniting Hope Ministry as well. And ignitinghope.com has a lot of content. Yes. And you can also get my new book, Victorious Emotions, on Amazon. On Amazon, and it's going to be on the our, our website, ignitinghope.com, the Bethel Church store as well. And it'll be on Kindle. It's going to be on that as well. Yes. So thank you again, Wendy. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. I want you to remember there's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. Once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And also, I want to remind you that the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle because it is our strength. Hey, bless you. We look forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.